You've opened up your device, hit the play button, and found your way to the Vanika Lewis Show, the place where righteous meets ratchet and we keep it real. It's where we learn to do life better each and every day. So while I have your ears for this period of time, we're going to dig into today's episode. Hey friends, it is the top of the year, and unless you have been hidden under a rock, you know that this is the time where many churches come together for fasting and prayer, including myself. My church is part of a group of other leaders called the Shepherd's Connection, where we serve under Dr. R.A. Vernon, and we are doing what we call 20 for 20, 20 days of fasting and prayer, and this is happening across the nation now. Those of you who aren't doing the 2020 may be doing your own prayer and fasting or your church may have its own program. What I have come to realize is a lot of my ratchet and righteous folks don't understand what it means to actually fast. So that's what we're going to dig in today. I'm about to break this thing down for you, help you understand why fasting is important, what it means, and how you can prepare to make sure at the end of your time of prayer and fasting, you're successful, that you got this. You ready? I'm trying to help you do life better. And in order to do life better, there's just some things that you have to understand. So I'm about to get you all the way right as we get into today's episode. What exactly is fasting? Let's go. Okay, so let's dig into this thing. Now, first thing first, I am big on definition. I feel like if there's something you don't understand, the perfect place to start is by simply opening up a dictionary or Googling and reading the word definition online. So when you look up the definition of fast, it literally means to abstain from all or some kinds of food or drink, especially You got that, especially as a religious observance. So fasting, abstaining from all or some kinds of food or drink that came from the Bible. And I'll explain a little bit more as we get into this episode. You may also, however, fast from other things in your life. So in the biblical days and times, they didn't have the things that we have now. Heck, even a couple hundred years ago, they didn't have social media. They didn't have cell phones. They didn't have even the internet or computers. They didn't have all of these electronic devices, TV shows or movies that are distractors or things that take up a lot of our time. Generally, a lot of socialization occurred when you got together around food, going out to dinner, or hosting people at your home. And so when you abstained from food, that also would include abstaining from a lot of social activities that would take your attention away from God. So in today's society, when we talk about fasting, we go to the definition which says abstain from some or all kinds of food or drink, but that may also include abstaining from additional things like social media, TV, etc., that take up a lot of your time or that draw a lot of your attention. Okay, we got that. We good. That's the definition of fasting. Now, the next thing is, is fasting made up? Where did this definition come from? 
Our pastors like coming up with this on the fly just because they trying to get their church to be on one accord. Absolutely not. Fasting is actually biblical, y'all. It's in the word. Now, I'm going to need you to be making sure you read in your word so that you understand this, okay? You can't just be going off of what people tell you the same way you open up a dictionary. You need to open up your Bible, okay? That's a quick little check. But when you're reading your word, you will see there are actually many examples of fasting in the Bible. There's a very, very um, popular one that I'm going to talk to you about today in Daniel. But Queen Esther fasted when she was seeking God about saving her people. Um, Jesus even fasted. Okay, he fasted for 40 days and he taught the disciples that they needed to fast. There's an example in the word as well, where he has sent them on an assignment to do something and they couldn't complete the assignment. And they were curious about why they came back to Jesus. Like, why we can't do this? Why couldn't we cast out this demon? He said, because some things can only happen through prayer and fasting. And essentially, because you weren't fasting, you, you were not positioned to be able to accomplish the task. All right. And so there are many biblical examples of fasting. It is not something that is made up. The next question is, so where does it say in the word that fasting is about food and drink? That, um, drives us into the area today I want to talk to you about, all right? And you all, this this episode today, y'all know how I am. I keeps it real. I keeps it 100, but there are moments where we got to be serious, okay? My my um, righteousness needs to shine a little bit more on today because this episode is really going to help you spiritually and help position you to really address some things in your life. And so I'm going to be a little more serious today because I really want you to get this. Okay. I'm trying to help you get your life. So I want to talk to you today about Daniel. Daniel, there is literally a chapter in the Bible that is about his life. Um, Daniel was an awesome, awesome man of God. Um, And in that whole chapter, you see so many examples of how his obedience and his dedication to God not only benefited him, but benefited his people as a whole. So he was an Israelite and he was from the tribe of Judah. And you can see how just he was used to really help them in so many ways. But I'm going to take you to the start of Daniel in Daniel chapter 1. You don't have to open up your Bibles right now. You don't have to. That's what I'm about to help you get through. But I do encourage you to take time to go back and read it later. So check this out. Here's the background. Daniel, uh, we get to know in Daniel chapter one, uh, where we see where he was part of the Israelite, the tribe of Judah. They lived in the city of Jerusalem. And so back then there was wars. It was popping all the time. And you had different kings and different rulers who would attack a particular city or group of people and take them over. And so there was a king named King Nebuchadnezzar, who oversaw Babylon, okay? So the Babylonians, King Nebuchadnezzar came into Jerusalem, attacked them and took them over. So the Babylonians and King Nebuchadnezzar took over the city of Jerusalem, which is where Daniel was. What happened then is as the Babylonians took over the city of Jerusalem, King Nebuchadnezzar was like, yo, I want you to find out who their leaders were. Pick some of the young men from their families and I want you to make them to adapt to the Babylonian ways. So 
Um, make them give up their tradition, their culture. I want you to teach them our language because that's what happens. Um, that's how Americans even speak English. Okay. Um, so when a leader would come and take over a city, they would make that city adapt to learn who they were. And so um, Daniel and a couple of other young men were selected um, as the king's men to be trained up in the ways of Babylon. And essentially, because they were um, already kind of prominent in the city of Jerusalem, he wanted to use them. King Nebuchadnezzar wanted to use them to become a part of his army. So teach them our ways and make them adopt our ways, what we eat, what we do, what we believe, what we speak. And then I want to use them in my army. And um, Daniel actually, it looks like, established a good relationship with one of the sergeants, per se, of Babylon who served under King Nebuchadnezzar. So this guy comes back to Daniel and his friends and is telling them, you're going to have to eat what we eat. I need you to kind of learn our ways and adapt to the Babylonian way. Daniel actually resists and he tells this particular sergeant, like, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to eat your food and I don't want to partake in your ways. But the food was the big thing at the time because they drank a lot of wine. They ate a lot of pork and the Israelites were not supposed to partake in those things. So Daniel resisted. And the sergeant tells Daniel, I hear you. I I know that this is difficult for you, um, but I need you to do this because if you don't, the king is going to be mad at me and he going to come for me and take my head off. Literally, y'all, he says, the king is going to cut my head off if I don't make you do what I'm supposed to. And Daniel says this. He tells him, he says, well, try me. How about this? Can you can we test this? Okay, give me a little bit of time. I'm not going to eat your food. I'm not going to partake of your ways and then put me up against some of your strongest Babylonian men. And if I am stronger than them. If I am better than them at the end of that way, then let me stick with my diet, okay? And his diet was fruits and vegetables. That's all they ate, fruits and vegetables. They were essentially vegans before veganism was ever popular. And so the sergeant is like, okay, I'll relay that to the king. That's what we're going to do. And so they went through, I believe it's like a week or so of only eating their food. And at the end of that time, sure enough, they tested Daniel against some of the stronger Babylonians. And Daniel came out on top. He showed him. He was like, hey, I did this. I stuck to my rule. I ate my fruits and vegetables. And now I'm stronger than you. The other thing that happened is God honored Daniel's boldness. God honored Daniel's commitment to him. God honored Daniel's decision to say, I am fasting. I'm abstaining from the Babylonian ways to prove a point. And during that time of fasting, do you know that Daniel and his friends were given the gift of knowledge and wisdom? And Daniel was given the gift to interpret dreams. Now check this out. This is where fasting becomes so relevant. Okay. Daniel chose to abstain from the things that were going to separate him from God, because if he gave up being obedient to what God had called the Israelites and those in Jerusalem to do, if he gave up what he was supposed to eat, according to obedience to God, he would have been separated from God. 
It was like sinning, essentially, and he did not want to be separated from God. He didn't want to be distant from God. So he said, no, I'm going to give up those things and I'm going to seek God even more. And through that, God blessed him by giving him additional gifts, answering his prayers. And it essentially was preparing Daniel for some other things that were to come down the line. So what the heck does that have to do with you? Well, through prayer and fasting, what we are essentially doing is saying these things cause me to be distant from God. And so I'm going to separate myself from them. Similar to how Daniel did not want to partake of the Babylonian ways, their food um, to be separated from God. That's what happens with us. So if you find yourself when you should be praying, where you should be reading your word, you're actually scrolling social media, then maybe you want to fast from social media because that one thing is causing you to be separated from what you're supposed to be doing to draw closer to God. A lot of people don't think food is a big issue, but food actually makes us sluggish. It makes us tired. It could cause you to not be focused. So when you are cleansing, when you're fasting, you are actually preparing your body to be more focused and to not be sluggish or tired so that you have the energy that you need to focus on the word. Okay, the purpose of fasting is to cause the body to be in obedience to the spirit. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense for you all. When you're not focused, um, when you're you're tired all the time, you can't really be in the spirit. Does that you can't be in the spirit the way you need to be? So you need a clear mind in order to pray with clarity. Okay, you need to be focused if you are seeking breakthrough about something and you can't do that when you are hyped up on sugar and candy and cakes and fried foods and all of that. You just can't. And so the whole purpose of fasting from food is not um, just because you're trying to lose weight or diet, but it's because you're trying to get the body to be in submission with what the spirit needs. And that's what we see in the story of Daniel. So that's the purpose of fasting when your pastor is is calling the church collectively to fast or abstain from things. It's because he's saying, hey, we need to get back focused on God. There are some things that we need to seek the Lord about. There are some things that we want to see from God. And in order for that to happen, we need to make sure that we aren't distracted. We need to make sure that we're praying. We need to make sure that we're in our word. And in order for that to happen, we got to cut some other things out of our life. Okay. The other thing you see in Daniel when you really read the story is it wasn't just Daniel alone. It was Daniel and his friends and all of them collectively did the same thing at the same time. So when you're called to a group fast, it's saying we're all on one accord. We're in this together. God is going to honor us collectively because as they collectively fasted, they were collectively blessed. And so when you're called to do that as a group, that's the point of doing it on one accord is because we're all seeking God on one accord and we're all seeking to receive from God on one accord. And that's why fasting as a group can also be important. So 
Now that you got that, because I just really broke that thing down for y'all, okay? But I still need you to go back and read it for yourself. Um, But here's the next thing I want to help you out with is, so how then am I successful when I'm fasting? What does that even look like? How can I fast from something that has become so ingrained in my day-to-day routine or my day-to-day life? So if I go to this same place and I kind of eat every day and it's not um, a part of the fast, what they serve, then how do I be successful, you know? And so I'm going to give you three tips to really help you prepare and making sure that as you continue on your fast or you start your fast, you successful, sis, because I got you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be blessed by the Lord as I seek him on my 20 for 20 days. I want you to be blessed too, okay? So check this out. I'm about to give you three tips, okay? Three tips to help you prepare to make sure that you are successful as you pray and fast. So number one, you need a plan in place. You can't do this on your own. You need a plan in place. So if you are not a person who normally eats healthy and you know that that's going to be a struggle, um, let's say you are partaking in the Daniel fast, which literally is following what the word says Daniel did in eating only fruits and vegetables, then um, you need to plan. That means instead of you um, getting hungry and going and buying chips out of the vending machine, maybe you need to prepare um, some little Ziploc bags of fruits and vegetables to carry with you during the day so that when you're hungry, you have something there in front of you and you aren't tempted to drift and go get things that don't align with what you're trying to do. If you are um, needing to fast from social media, if social media takes up a huge part of your day and you know you are tempted, I encourage you to delete the apps off of your phone so that when you go to scroll, they aren't even there. You can download them again later. They aren't gone forever. You're just temporarily deleting them so that you're when you are tempted because you will be. Okay, you have prepared in order to be successful. If your issue is uh, TV, if you watch TV all day, if that's the first thing you do when you get home, if you watching it on your phone, because they even have Netflix and Hulu apps, then maybe you unplug the cable box. Okay, and you can also delete those apps from, from your phone. So tip number one is have a plan in place because you will be tempted and this is not going to be easy. So you need to prepare to make sure that you are successful. Success does not happen by accident. It happens with intentional planning. Okay, so tip number one, have a plan in place. Tip number two establish a support system. You need a healthy support system, okay? You can't do this by yourself if it's not something that you're accustomed to or you're used to. So I recommend have one friend in place, have one coworker in place, and have one church member in place. Because here's the other thing. You're not supposed to be going around telling everybody, oh, I'm fasting, looking sad, looking hungry all the time. You you shouldn't be sharing that just going around blabbing everybody that you're fasting because it's a private and a personal thing. So if you just have an accountability person in place in every area of your life, a friend, a coworker, a church member, they can help make sure that you're successful as well. Just secretly tell them, hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. I know it's going to be difficult difficult for me. If you see me slipping, if you see me accidentally grab that Snickers bar because I'm not even paying attention, it's okay for you to call me out and be like, "Uh uh-uh, you're not supposed to have that. Take it away. Okay. So get some accountability in place because you can't do this alone. All right. Tip number three, pray and read your word. 
If you are not praying, if you're not reading your word during your fast, you ain't doing nothing but dieting. That's all it is because you can't get closer to God without praying and reading your word. Um, If you struggle with doing that on a daily basis, here's some other things you could do. Use alarms. Set an alarm on your phone at certain times of the day where you know you want to pray or read your Bible. If you don't have a hard copy Bible that you carry with you all the time, make sure that you, in place of deleting those social media apps, download the Bible app so that you have it on your phone. If you search, um, it really is, the app is called The Bible. It actually has a ton of great um, plans, study plans for different days and lengths of time. And so there are things available to you so that it doesn't have to be hard, okay? But you need to plan. So I'm gonna revisit these tips, all right? If you need to write them down, this is your last chance to do so. Tip number one, have a plan in place. Tip number two, establish a support system. Tip number three, pray and read your word. Those three things are going to help make sure that you are successful in your prayer and your fasting. All right. I'm not trying to keep y'all all day, but I really wanted to drop this on you to help make sure that you have clarity around what it means to fast and that as you pursue fasting, because it is necessary in this Christian walk to do sometimes that you are successful at it. Sis, I love you. And as always, I want you to be doing life better. And that means that sometimes we have to get serious and we have to check ourselves to make sure that we are aligning spiritually in order to do life better. And prayer and fasting is one of the ways that you can do that. So dig in, do what you have to do. Be intentional in this season about drawing closer to God, seeking that his will be done in your life and asking for his hand to bless you as you obey him and you honor him through your praying and fasting. You could do this. You got this. I love you. Peace. Faith friend, I want to thank you for spending time with me today as you strive to do life better. Listen, if you need help getting your life and you need access to tools or resources, I want to invite you to check me out online at www.vanikalewis.com to see what tools I have that may be able to help push you into the next phase of you doing life better. If you need to link up with some other sister girls, some other faith friends who are excited about pursuing their purpose and God's plan for their life, then I invite you to check us out on Instagram at pretty in purpose. There is no better time for you to do life better than today. It's time for you, sis, to pursue your purpose and get your life.